Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. Good morning, the building. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I don't even have words. I, I just, I, I've been truly blessed to be in this place and to be able to share this entire weekend with all the couples. You know, many of you had shared your gratefulness and how much you were blessed. But honestly, the ones that have been blessed is us, to have the privilege to meet you all, to meet the pastors. It's been just an honor. It really has. And the blessing has been really for us to meet you guys. So my prayer is that tonight, I mean this morning, I'm so used to tonight because we have evening services. Um, that this morning you will be open to receive the word of God. And there's something that I felt from the Lord to share with you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You know, as I look around and I see the excellence in this place, I truly see just the love. And I want to tell you, I see the love and the excellence that you have put into this place and due to the fact that you have prepared just a place for God because you can feel it in this place that there is a sense of excellence there is a sense of of wanting to do everything for the glory and honor to God he will expand your territory he will expand your territory. This is just the beginning of what, is good, what God is going to do in this place. But a lot of it has to do with the heart that comes from your pastors, the vision that the Lord has placed on the inside of them, and because you were, have been willing to follow. Amen? God is going to honor that. He's going to prosper you guys in a powerful and mighty way. Amen? How many receive that? How many receive that? Media, you guys are, are, are amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just rejoicing on, on just every little detail. So I want to congratulate you guys. Amazing. Amazing. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I am here. Pastor. Those words that you said really touched me. I almost, honestly, it, it just brought tears in my eyes. I, 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 it really, it really, it really touched me, Pastor. It really touched me. Um, it's an honor to be here. If you would have asked me a year ago, or oh, I don't know, if I was going to be here, I, I, I didn't even know that you guys existed. I only know this couple here for many years because I was introduced to them through somebody else. Just the same way it happened here. And, um, and the process that they were going uh, before coming here, he and I, we, we, we have a lot of talk. We, uh, Carlo and I, we spent some time on the phone. I in New York and him here, and we were talking and talking. And I wanted to make sure that he would go to a place that was not only the right place, but something that, that will fulfill God's purpose in his life and his family. And this is it. This, this is it. This is it. 
I know that I don't, we have some time. I, I mean, I used to preach in different places, sometimes even five times. And I want to make sure that that's the time. And I need to know until what time you guys will finish here because I know there is another 1030. Okay. Okay, I'm, I have a word for you guys. But can I pray for you? The Lord just gave me a word for you, man. Can you stand up? Are, are you a couple? Yes. This is your first time. How long you been coming here? A year. I saw you, and I almost ran and gave you the word, but I just hold back. Can you, are you a couple? Mm -hmm. Can you hold hand? I want you to hold hand. Edre, we should to come in the far. We need to focus on the man. He is the one who repairs. He is the one who fixes what we cannot fix. He is the one who brings things together that sometimes it's very difficult to put together. There is some repairing that the Lord has to do, and he's been doing, though, in this family. And now all the, sometimes we feel lonely, and sometimes we feel um, that God, maybe, yeah, he's there, but it's still there is more that we need. So I pray that God will repair anything that needs to be repaired. He showed me the word. I need to do some repair here. And I need to repair this. I want to repair it. God is going to deal with your heart. He's going to break, 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 break your heart. And when the Lord starts breaking hearts, it's not to, 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 to really treat you uh, bad or, or because he don't love you. It's just because there is something very special there that needs to come out. And you've been praying. And the Lord told me that you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying. And the Lord spoke to me when I was there. He told me, I'm answering her prayer. I'm not only working with you, but I'm working. With, it doesn't make you the bad boy, but there is some repairing that needs to be taking place here. That will affect the rest of your family, said the Lord. And he's going to, I mean, you needed to be in that conference that we had. You, were, you needed to, but for some reason you were not able to go. But you know what? This is you meeting here with the Lord telling you, my, you, you belong to God. And why am I speaking to you? Because you're the head of this house. And whatever comes from here will affect all of them. There's a different kind of repairs that I cannot tell. I, I, it, it's not a business. But when the Lord is saying repairing, it's more than one thing that he needs to put in order. And there is some healings that need to take place. You see, when somebody else is listening to this, they may say, well, that can be anybody. No. You, you, and, and I would like to talk to you in private later on. But there is some repairing and some healing. Specific in this family. Do I know you? Did they, they, I know your name? What's your name? Sean. What do you feel as you hear in the voice of God uh, through this way of uh, speaking? They are gifts. For some of you that you knew, the Bible talks about spiritual gift. See, out there, witchcraft. Within the body of Christ, give a science, a, 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 a prophetic word, wisdom, knowledge. How do you feel? Yeah. Yes. 
But there is more that I need to tell you in private. Amen. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> Brother, I haven't preached. I've got already spoke to you, bro. Pay attention to this message. So, if you ask me what is the title, I, I'm writing a book, you see? So the Lord spoke to me to write a book, and I've been taking a long time to do it. But I, be, I started being obedient last year, so I started putting together some chapters here and there. So this is part of one of those chapters. Normally, uh, I don't really have ready the whole chapter, but I'm just going to share with you what I have so far. And the reality is they're not going to be able to share everything that I have in that chapter because there's so many things in that chapter, but a couple of things that I want you to think about it, okay? So if you ask me what is the title, uh, I don't know. But I know there is a chapter in the Bible. There, maybe you know. I, I know that most Christians know the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? Yeah. So let's go to Luke chapter 19. And let's go in 10 verses. And we're going to go really quick and read. Now, I am sure that I'm going to finish here. And then I'm going to go home. And I'm going to say, man, but I wanted to say this. And I wanted to say this. And I wanted to say, man, how I come. But you, I learned that whatever the God wants you to hear, that's exactly what I'm going to. Yes, I have my notes. But uh, 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 most of my work is in Spanish. That's my first language. So everything that I have is in Spanish. So the Lord has been open door for me to go and minister to places like this one. So it's a miracle that I am here. Amen? Amen. And I am blessed. Yeah. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Mark, to Luke chapter 19. And I'm just, I am... I, I, I feel home in my, in my church. This is the way I am. This is the way. I love the way you pass to worship because I am the one who runs in the church. When, they, when the worship team is there, I am the first one right there doing my thing. And I don't care what people think. You know what? I really don't because I do care what God thinks about me. Amen? And sometimes sometime I just cry and, and I, don't, just, I don't move. But it's whatever. The Lord is, whatever the Lord is doing inside me, that's how I, but let's go to Luke 19, and I believe you have it, you can show it there, the first 10 verses, and um, let's go together, and, and now, look at the Bible that my wife has, this, and I have a lot of Bibles, but I believe this is that Bible, it's big, I mean, it's like seven pounds, but I really love it, and, uh, and um, so I'm reading, this is King James Version, but it's a, uh, 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 plenty too. Um, so, so let's go to verse one. You have it there. And then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he thought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into the, how you say sycamore? How you say it? Sycamore. sycamore. Oh, I love it. In English sounds better. Sycamore. Sycamore tree to see him. For he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, haste, no? And come down for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. 
And when they saw it, when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord. I love it. He didn't talk to the people around, but he spoke to Jesus. And uh, I give half of my goods to the poor, and I will, I, I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation. I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he also is the son of Abraham. I like how this sounds. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I know what you think I'm going to be talking if you've, been in, if you've been a Christian for a long time. You're going to talk about salvation and you're going to, you're going to share the gospel. Oh, you know what? Maybe a little bit. But when I start reading this chapter, the Lord opened my eyes. Let me, I've been in church since I was nine years old. So I know a lot of stuff in the Bible. I'm not, I don't know everything. And there's a lot of things in the Bible that I really don't understand because it takes a lot of time. But there's a lot of things that I know. I've been, I mean, I've been in many services. I've preached in many places and countries. I've been going all. I, I, and this one is one of those chapters in the Bible that I can tell you by memory. Because I know it. And I heard many preachers preaching about this. And I know when they're going to say something, I know exactly what they're going to say. Because, I mean, what else you can tell about this chapter? This verse, 10 verses. Is anything here? Until the Lord showed me a couple of things that I'm going to share with you. I mean, we were in the weekend uh, these days talking about family. And we were ministering to, to the family. And then uh, I, I love a couple of things that I can see here in this chapter. As you see, the chapter starts talking that Jesus was going to Jerusalem. But in order to go to Jerusalem, he needed to go through Jericho. Now, uh, some, for, you, for you that you, you, you like to see the maps, uh, you're going to see the Dead Sea here. And you're going to see Jer Jericho right here in the north. And then somewhere here, you're going to see Jerusalem. Now, this Jericho is not the same well, it's the same name, but it's, exactly, it's not built exactly in the same place where the old Jericho used to be. Because that was destroyed by fire and by an earthquake in, in, in Joshua's time. And it, it was a curse that that city could not be rebuilt. The Romans later on, uh, they built the city again, but not exactly in the same place, some uh, southeast of the old city. So there is this city now called Jer Jer Jericho. And now Jericho, uh, the, the meaning of that name is fragrance. Fragrance. Uh, uh, fragrance. Did I say it right? You, you just flow with me. Uh, I, have my, my, I was going to say I have my mother, but I have my wife here. Fragrance. No fragrance. Smells. Smelling good. And why that is important? Because in that city took place this. Now Jesus was familiar with this. If you go to, you don't really need to look for, but if you go to Luke chapter 10, verse 30, 34, Jesus um, was uh, sharing his story about the Good Samaritan, uh, the guy that was going from uh, Jerusalem to Jericho. 
And so he knew about Jericho. And also, if you go to Mark 10, verse 46 to 52, you're going to hear and see Jesus talking uh, about something that took place. Uh, Mark talking about something that took place when Jesus went and healed the blind man. You remember his name? You, you remember? I, I wrote it here, and I want to pronounce it right. Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. How do you say? Bartimaeus. I said Bartimaeus, but Bartimaeus. And he was blind, and God was trying to show a lesson of faith and compassion. Somebody believing in God, in Jesus. So he knew Jericho. He already was familiar with Jericho because he was there before, and he performed that miracle. So he knew Jericho. Why? Well, it's, it's, it was an important city between Jerusalem and other cities. So most of the people needed to go through there. So Jesus went through that way many times. Now, this time he was going to Jerusalem to celebrate some festivity. So in his way there, somehow, I don't know, somebody started spreading the news. Jesus is going to go through here. And he's going to go right there in the main highway, in the main road, main street. He's going that way. So the multitude, everybody started coming. So I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. Forget about Facebook and Instagram and I don't know. All the, I mean, back then, I don't know how they did it. But somehow, somebody spread the news and we have a multitude, a crowd, a bunch of people. Why is that important? You're going to see now. And then Zacchaeus realized, hey, I want to see him too. But he did not have the advantage that the multitude had for a couple of reasons. Now, my whole teaching today is that when Jesus came through a city, he has a destiny within that city according to the story here. He is studying the he he started the whole thing in the city Jericho, but when you finish the story, he ends up in a house, in a home. So we need Jesus to go through our city, our community, but it's not enough for Jesus to go in our city. He needs to go to our home, to our house, to our family. And it's important that you understand this because everybody in that multitude. Belonged to a family, was part of a home. They may have a house, but what it calls my attention that the only house in the entire city of Jericho where Jesus decided to go was this guy, Zacchaeus. So, this is the question, first question that I have for you Do you want Jesus in your house? Do, I, do you welcome Jesus and your family? Do you welcome Jesus in your home? I want Jesus in my city. I want Jesus in my community. But when Jesus is in my house, he will be in my community. He will be in my city. I had a dream last night with you guys, and I saw a building. And I saw the name, the building, in huge red Special letters all across in the front. I don't know why, but all the way from the beginning to the end, it says the building, a long building. We are the body of Christ. 
And the building is becoming famous. The building. Just the name is, is something that caught your attention. But we need home. We need Jesus in our homes, in our family. Now, let me, let me go through this really quick. Here we have Zacchaeus. He goes and he starts doing a series of things that got my attention. And I want to teach you this. I see two things taking place in this chapter. And I want you to remember this. Why, why this chapter is so important besides salvation? Is because when you see a purpose, a divine purpose, and this is what I want you to remember, a divine purpose with an attitude from somebody, a different kind of attitude, a human attitude. When that human attitude, which is different from any other person, matches and gets together and engages with that divine purpose, something will happen. What I'm trying to tell you is, in order for Jesus to go to this guy's house, he needed that young, this man an attitude that was different from anybody else. And then we have Jesus, God, divine purpose right here. And then we have a man with a different kind of attitude that gets together. And boom, we have Jesus in somebody's house. What I'm trying to tell you is, you must change your attitude. You must start doing certain things that will show heaven that you really want Jesus to go to your house. It's not enough to say, I want Jesus in my house. But you must do something. Salvation is free, is free grace. But God, for some reason, when see that somebody really, 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 really want him, he said, I want to. So now, let's check what was the attitude that this man had. Okay, let's go through Zacchaeus. Check this out. Zacchaeus, his name means pure. So his this destiny was to be pure, innocent. But he was not living up to his destiny. Why? Let's see this. One of the things that we see about it says here that he was a chief tax collector. That means that he went all the ways up to get to that position. He used to be a tax collector one day, but then he stole so much money that he became the chief tax collector. They used to work for the Romans. He was Hebrew, Jewish. And then the, his own people didn't like him. Why? Because this is what they used to do. They will go there, sit down and next to a table. You will come and pay taxes. And he will charge you a little extra because he will get taxes for Rome and a little extra money for his pocket. So just the fact that he was working for the Romans, that was a no-no. For them. And the other thing that he was stealing. So he had a lot of enemies. A lot of people didn't like him. And then besides that, the guy was short. I mean, nothing wrong with to being, you know, short. But let me tell you, it's small, no? Did I say it right? Yeah, he was short. I mean, he didn't have the advantage of all the people. But let me tell you, right here, that guy was very intelligent. And he had a couple of other things besides his bad reputation, besides everything else that people were talking about. And everybody knew that he was a sinner. Everybody knew that he was a sinner. It's just like any, I, I want, you know, there were many other people in that city. And they also were sinners. But this is funny. All the sinners were pointing to 
one sinner. And they were right. Thief. But let me tell you, he, he, he really did a great job going all the way up to become a chief. So he has connection. He has money. Socially, he had a standard better than many others, even though he had a bad reputation. But just these details that the Bible show us, when he knows that Jesus is coming, he don't stay still. Notice what he says. He starts running, going ahead. So he took initiative. Number two, he gave some thought to what he was going to do. He saw a tree of sycamore. And he, go, he climbs all the way up. That tells me that he used his resources. That tells me that he knew that Jesus was coming there and that that tree was there. Because many people went over there. And I am sure he was not the only short person in that town. And I want to tell you, why not all the person went to that tree but him? That shows me that he has a different kind of attitude. That even though you are a sinner, even though you have a bad reputation, nothing wrong to be rich, that is a blessing. But there was something that this guy was needed that his money was not providing. That was something that he needed, but he wanted to see Jesus. He also had the right to see Jesus. So he did something. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He didn't stay there. Okay, let me see. And let me just go to try maybe on the, somebody's leg. No, no, no. He went to the highest place that he could find. But he took the initiative. He moved. In, in Spanish, we say, se puso pila. He was ready. He took the initiative. Like my son told me, you savage, papi. You savage. You savage. Sequios <laughs> was savage. Pastor, what I'm saying that he did not allow his reputation, his shortcomings, his short structure, no even the money that he had, no even the conflicts between him and many people in the community. He wanted to see Jesus. And when he looked himself, he said, man, I don't have it. But I'm going to do whatever to have it. Yes, the same attitude that I have to steal and get in my company all the way to the chief tax collector. I'm going to use the same attitude to see Jesus. On, so everybody emphasizes about the salvation in this test. But you need to understand before salvation came to this man, he did something about it. You need to want. When you won, you knock in those heaven. Amen. Amen. So this is what I want to tell you. I know I'm not going to have enough time, but, but let, 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 let me tell you something. What are you doing? What is your attitude? What is the attitude that you're having to go and see Jesus? So let me tell you about that sycamore. That sycamore represents a couple of things here. It represents the resource that he used to go and see Jesus. But it also represents, when you read about that kind of tree, that they will use the wood of that tree to build the, the casket for the dead. 
the boxes they used to bury the people. And he produced a fruit like the blueberry, but it was very bitter. So people that were poor didn't have the money to buy the blueberry. They would go to the sycamore, get that fruit, and start buying it little by little. And in order for that fruit to be produced in this tree, it needed to be uh, um, an external element to touch that tree. And then that tree grows in places that are very dry, not that much water. That's why the sycamore represents bitterness. How many times people told him, hey, Zacchaeus, come on, grow up. How many times they were attacking his physical condition? How many times people start pointing at him and telling him, listen, hey, come on. Not only you're still, but listen, you have some limitation here, man. You don't even have the muscles that I have. <laughs> Bitterness was in his heart. And then when Jesus came, and I love this moment. You see, I believe that there are multitudes around us that God sometimes himself placed them there. Because those multitudes are there to fulfill a purpose. What are you going to do with the multitudes that you see around you that they don't let you see Jesus? What are you doing with all of those things that you see around you that they don't let you go and be creative and take initiative? What, what do you do with all of that? That is there to push you to do something that nobody else is doing. Yeah. And you say, you know what? I have all this multitude. I have all these things. But you know what? I want Jesus. I want to see Jesus. And then Jesus, look at him in Hebrew and Greek, says, Jesus is coming. And he took the time to locate. To say, here you are. See, why Jesus look up? A lot of people were talking and screaming, but he decided to look up. Not only he looked up, but he went, Ah! <laughs> and I think that's what Jesus is doing with us. But not with everybody. He is, he, I know salvation is for everybody. But in the context of this preaching today, He's looking for people that's doing something different. They don't allow the multitude. They don't allow their own sin. They don't allow the reputation. They don't allow the limitations. They don't allow anything physical to get in the way to see Jesus. So that part, you need to do it. You are the one who needs to make the decision. I want to see Jesus. Now, Zacchaeus didn't know that Jesus wanted to go to his house. Because that's exactly what Jesus does. You want to see Jesus, but Jesus not only wants to see you, he wants to go with you, he wants to live with you, he wants to go to your house. And some of you maybe are saying, oh, I am not like Zacchaeus. I mean, I'm not, I am like Zacchaeus. I already have been doing all these things to get God's attention. Yeah, but it's not only seeing. It's establishing a relationship with him. And then when you really want Jesus, he said, I want not only for you to see me, but have a relationship with me. Yes. So come down and do it very fast. 
I don't want you to take that much time. Um, how many, how, 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 how much time have you been taking to establish that relationship with Jesus? How t- much time you taking? Oh, when I get tired, or when my husband dies, or when I get this money, or when I, I don't know, I have this limitation. Oh, I see all these crowds, all these obstacles. How, how much more time do you need? Jesus himself said, hurry up. With the same energy that you went up, I want you to come down. Can we, I need, I need, some, I need a share. I need something. I need something. Give me something. Can we, give me one. Give me one. Hurry up. Give me one. Give me one. Come on. Come on. Add two minutes. There. Give me, what is it? What is it? And there many, you see, Zacchaeus could have, st- he, 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 he could have made the decision, I'm going to stay in the tree. I'm not coming down. I don't want to go down. See, there are people that they okay just seeing Jesus pass by. They come to church. That is a. Hay una canción en español que dice una experiencia religiosa. There is a song in Spanish that says it's a, a, a religious experience. Una experiencia religiosa, a religious experience. Listen, you don't do no favor to God just by seeking Him. We the one who need. I went to church. Oh, I know you the church. Oh, I did this. Before you were created, He was. He is. I am. You and I we benefit from this relationship. Yes, we get his favor, but this is not counting point. I'm going to make it to heaven because I went to church. Or I went to a place to worship. But there's so many people that they get out and they carry their own tree with them. They carry the bitterness. Because sometimes that tree is a resource to get to Jesus, but one, you get to Jesus with that resource that God gave you, now you need to let it go. go. That's what Jesus said, it's not enough that you stay there, you need to get out. Yes, you use it as a resource to come and see me because you have some limitation, but now it's time to heal your soul. Somebody has been talking to you, somebody been cursing to you, somebody saying so many things to you due to your limitation on your past or whatever you have done. And Jesus, he said, it matters to me. It matters to me that you get down because I want to go to your house. What Jesus is saying, it's not enough that you stay in the tree. Me looking at you, you looking down here. I want you to, you, I don't need to go up the tree. You need to get out. Get down. Are you getting down today? Are you going to get down today? From any tree, from any bitterness, from any other resources that you've been using. And it's okay for a time. Well, what I, but, 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 Pastor, my resources are very good. Yeah, and God wants to use your resources, but you cannot worship them. You cannot put them as replacement of God. It's easy to follow him without making that decision to come down. 
and let go. Because in all the, in order for you hold into Jesus, you need to lose what you have in your hands. Many of us need Jesus in our hearts, house, school, jobs. Many of us will be dealing with multitude. The other just temporary. So you can use the gift that the Lord has given you to go and see Jesus and then deal with your issues, emotional issues. And then he gets down, he goes to his house. And everybody start talking about, because you're always going to find those murmuradores, murmurs. And you know what the word murmur, murmuración, murmur, no, how do you say murmuración? Those are murmur, gossiping. You know that word gossiping come? It's from the sound that the dove makes. There's a bunch of people in and outside, outside our congregation. They, how come Jesus can use that guy? How come Jesus can forgive this person? And they were not talking really about Zacchaeus. They were talking about Jesus. And what Jesus did, he nerved them. Didn't say nothing to them. Amen. Am I okay, mama? I have a beer and I don't feel nothing here when something comes down. I almost finished. I almost finished. Are you with me? Are you receiving, are you receiving something? Are you thinking about something? Let me tell you. In your way with Jesus, they're going to attack your Jesus. Because they were questioning if that really Jesus was a God, if he was God, if he was knowledgeable, if he knew with who he was going to. There are going to be people there. But I love what Zacchaeus does. A sign of repentance is to get back and repair what you can repair. It's not only to say, I'm sorry and I forgive you, let you go. Because, and another time that I have an opportunity, I will teach you the different words of repentance and forgiveness in the Bible. But let me tell you, Letting go is, is exactly the definition of forgiveness. But when somebody repents, the idea is change of mentality. See, we can cry, we can do all these things. That's okay, that's something external. But if it doesn't come as a result of change in our mentality, you're going to go back to the same thing. So that's why the Bible said that you better change and renew your mind. Because once this is changed, then what I do, you see, this produces my action. Whatever is here, it comes out. You are continue doing what you're doing because you still need some change here. And the, and the enemy don't want you to connect to the body of Christ to keep you the same way. And if you come, then you go through these moments because he don't want you to change. And the word will change you. The teaching will change you. It will change this so your decisions will be different. Amen? So he comes and says, I'm going to give back four times. What he's saying, yes, I know. I was really bad. But I am honored that Jesus is with me. And you know what? As a sign of repentance, 
I'm going to take care of those that I really did take advantage of. So I'm going to finish. I know that there was 120,000 things that I didn't say. That probably I'm going to say in next service. But I do want you to remember this. I do want you to repent. At the end, Zacchaeus saw the purpose of God in his life to be pure and to be innocent. You see, for a long time, he was not fulfilling that purpose. But that purpose was there. And for a long time, maybe you may think that you don't have no purpose. There is a purpose that God has for you, a divine purpose. And Zacchaeus was the result of his name, the significance of his name, to be a pure man. Most of his life, he was not. But when he had a chance to see Jesus, he used everything that he has, and he went, took initiative, used the resources, went up. But when Jesus told him, you need to come down and fast, don't wait. He said, I need to let go of this bitterness. And I need to let go even what I have been used to come to Jesus. He already conquered the multitude because he did something different from that the, the other people didn't do. But he did not know that Jesus wanted him to not only follow him, but Jesus go with him to his, to his house. Sign a relationship, eating together, talking together. And when people started talking and saying whatever, whatever, he said, I'm going to pay back those that I can, that I know, intentionally, I did, took something from them. Everybody was like that, and Jesus said, you know what? He is part of also of the promise of Abraham. And all the promise that was made to Abraham also are for this man, and are for you to be blessed, prosper. And he said, you know what? Salvation is here. Because Jesus was there. We want salvation. But we don't want it outside only. We want it inside our house. Inside our life. Do you think that God spoke to you today? Do you think there was a word here for you today? So I need you to stand up. And I'm going to ask you a quick question. I know we have four minutes. But in four minutes the Lord can do miracles. And you say, Bob, but the Lord didn't prophesize me or gave me a word. Don't worry. He already gave you a beautiful, wonderful word here. But I do want to ask you, is anybody here that want to get down from that tree? Whatever kind of tree you are, bitterness, things that people have done to you, words. You know that bitterness is something that you can trespass generation to generation by the way that you talk. Negative, people that bitterness, they're negative all the time and complaining all the time. And they see the dark part of life all the time. And they listen to the voice of the Father. Talk, Don't get married with that person from that city because anybody that comes from that city, they are. And you already mark. So I'm going to ask you, if in any way possible the Lord spoke to you to get down from that tree or to establish a relationship with the Lord, for the first time like never before.
or you that you're already Christian, but you say, you know what? I want to take this serious. I really want it. I really want Jesus in my house. I really want Jesus. And for any of you that God has been convicted and, and working inside of you, telling you, you know, you need to repair that relationship with your son. If you are able to do it, because if you cannot, because they don't let you call or do nothing with them, but if you can, if you have a little window to write a, a test or a letter or a call, and you say, you know what, God, you, you're reminding me that I need to do something. Come here. Come forward. I only have to manage. And I want to pray for you. Anyone, that in any way possible, the Lord touch your heart. Even through the way that I communicated the message, the Lord spoke to you. And you say, you know what? And, I, and, and you come and he say, and that sign for you coming from where you are here is the same thing that Zacchaeus did. He, you are coming down. You are saying, you know what? I want that, Jesus. I want Jesus. And I want, I, I want God to help me to uh, overcome any multitude that's around me, any obstacle that's around me. Amen. And I want you to right now to repeat with me. I'm going to do a small prayer and they're praying for you. And then you can, but repeat with me with all your heart. Say, dear Jesus, I'm coming down. Here is my life. All the good things that you have given me. And all the things, bad things that I have done. But I am coming down. I came here today because I want you. Because I need you. Because I care about our relationship. I want to take, I need you to take this relationship to another level, oh Lord. Come with me. Be with me. Come to my house. Come to my job. Come to every place that I go in a special way. I surrender any bitterness, any other things that you, I may have inside me that I've been holding and holding. You know how many people have spoken about me and have said things about me and I put those things in, in, before you, Lord. I ask you for forgiveness. And I ask you, Lord, to help me repair what I can repair. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.